When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Hawks lose 5-2 to the Montreal Canadiens. Five unanswered goals for Montreal. We're going to get into all of it. I'm Jay Zawoski. That's Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi is at the United Center. will join us after uh, open locker room and when... Luke Richardson speaks. Uh, I'm going to be really interested to hear how the head coach sounds after this one. Yeah, I would imagine he's not going to be thrilled. No, nor should um, he be. You know, I'm sure he wants to beat the Canadians, his old team. Um, well, I mean, technically, he played for basically 50 NHL well, teams. He was <laughs> I know. Coached I know. Them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> his latest old team. Yes. Um, got off to a good start. Well, it didn't get off to a great start, but. The, the second half of that second period, you were dictating play. You, you score early in the second period, and then Montreal gets that first goal, and it's like over. Yeah. It, that, How it many was, times does that happen? I said that yeah, in the press often. box to you. I leaned over and was like, how many times this year do the Hawks score and they seem to give up a goal like a minute later? Well, and then, and then it happened again. One, and then another one. It happened like, again. They scored 10 seconds apart, but that goal got uh, waved off off sides. They this, challenged uh, it. This is something that we've seen a lot this year where they just can't, once it starts going downhill, they can't stop it. And yeah. I don't want to say fragile or weak team, but it just seems that they're a team that, and Luke Richardson said it earlier this year, that like we have to play perfect to win. And the second one thing goes bad, there's a mental mindset where they're just like, oh no. And one mistake becomes two, becomes three, becomes yeah. four. And all of a sudden, you're down 4-2, and you're like, what the hell just happened? It is, uh, it's frustrating because this game had a different energy to it. It was a full house for sure. Probably the biggest crowd of the year, I'm, I'm would be, or at least, you know, close to it. Uh, the loudest anthem of the year for sure. The crowd was into it. Everyone's got tomorrow off. Everyone's ready to have fun. Everyone's, Everyone's ready to party. Weekend and, yeah. yeah. People wanted to have fun at this game, and it started off really fun. And then all of a sudden, like, it's just, it's like someone flips a switch and the Hawks are just chasing the puck. And look, like, let's be honest, like, they almost had a goal that they couldn't get past the defender standing in the goal. They hit a couple posts. Like, they were right there. But at the end of the day, it's a 5-2 loss. Could have been 6-2 if the offside play hadn't, you know, had counted. It's just kind of, boy, you thought that Colorado win was going to be some sort of a, you know, uh, to take uh, from our pals what chaos and from Nick Felino yesterday, who joined us. If you missed it, go back and listen. A bit of a galvanizing win where you say, "Okay, we took it to them. We pissed right. them off. We were under their skin. We played our game and it worked." And then you get off to a two nothing lead in this one. You're like, "All right, here we go. Here we go." Because they came out in this game again. Yeah, the ice was sloppy and there was some bad puck management from both teams, but. Damn, and then it just falls apart like that. That's really frustrating. Well, really disheartening. Social media and it's creeped crept into our uh, chat here too. Uh, not having Philip Bruce, Wyatt Kaiser, or Cole Gutman is the reason they lost. You can't take out superstars like Cole Gutman and Philip Bruce, <laughs> the Rooster. You can't send the Rooster back to Rockford and expect to win. Luke loves to snuff the Rooster. He snuffed the Rooster. He sure did. Um, no, I don't think it's that. Look, like. If Kevin Korczynski is ready to play, he's going to play. Like, yes. You're not going to sit on. out Philip Kurashev so Cole Gutman can play. Look, I like Cole Gutman. Yeah. Cole Gutman is a guy. He's a replacement-level sure. NHL player. And if you want to put him in over Reese Johnson, okay, uh, yeah, fine. Sure. But that was not the difference in this game. It wasn't. No. It was It was letdowns. It was bad puck management. It was missed opportunities. And look, I let's we've been praising him all year. Peter Mrazek was not great in this game. 
There were a lot of pucks that got away from him. There was a lot of swimming. Yeah, he swim. He was swimming a little bit there tonight. It wasn't yeah. his best effort, and not his fault. But you know, we got to be fair. Yeah, there there wasn't. You know, he didn't have that. Usually, we can count on him for that one like save where you're like, "Wow, that should have been a goal." That didn't come tonight. No, um, not that any of those goals were really necessarily on him to blame. I mean, the first goal. Uh, what was it? Was uh, which one was the first one? I don't even remember. First was that, goal was that off the face off? Uh, was the Mitchell Stevens, the Matheson shot. That was a, that was a right set point. play off a face off. Great Red- shot. Redirect. Yeah. Can't do anything about that. The second goal. Uh, that's the Josh Anderson goal where uh, Monahan makes a really nice cross ice pass and he just yeah, taps it in. Easy tap in. Nothing you can do on that. Uh, Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky, who all of a sudden isn't a bust anymore. Weird nope. how that happens with young players. Yeah, the puck hits Isaac Phillips in front and it just kind of lands. And at Isaac, his feet. and I'm a big Isaac Phillips fan. I like him a lot, but. That's, I mean. He got his lunch eaten on that. Yeah, play. he did. He had bad but, positioning. Yeah. He. He, even if the puck hits you, you've don't worry about the puck. Worry about the guy. Yeah, like you have to have Slavkowski tied up there. And I don't know if he maybe easy didn't know, no idea where the puck was. So maybe he's looking around instead of worrying about. Hey, then don't worry don't about, worry about it. the puck. Worry tie about up the, the defense. Tie yes. up the forward. Exactly. You've got, you've got uh, a young power, old school power forward that's just figuring out. Like literally this week, figuring it out. Yeah. You got to tie him up. Don't worry about the puck. Right. Doesn't matter where it's it. If the guy, if your guy can't get a shot off, who cares where the puck is? Yeah. Um, uh, the fourth one was Nick Suzuki. A, a bad turnover for Colin Blackwell, who otherwise was great. Um, and I, we did see a lot of this where the the ice was bad today. The Bulls played last night. It was a rainy, humid day in Chicago, almost fifty degrees, and you could see the puck sticking to the ice. Bad ice today. Yeah. And it was like playing in slush. So when you see guys like making a simple pass and like the puck just doesn't go anywhere, that's because the ice is too wet. There's too much water on the ice, and uh, it seems like a problem. And I wonder if they'll talk about that in the post game. A lot of times, hockey players don't like to make those excuses, but, hey, but it was visible from the 300 level that the ice was bad in this one. Yeah, but Montreal played on the same shitty ice. I agree. Scored five. So yeah, absolutely. They're not gonna. They they. I, I guarantee you, anyone in that locker room, if it's brought up, hey, how about that ice tonight? They're gonna say. Hey, you know, it's, 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 it happens. Yeah. They play it on the same ice too. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. We do appreciate it. Make sure you smash that like button for us. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners subscribe on your favorite podcast app or follow whatever they call it on your favorite app. And please in this season of giving, give us a five-star review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Those are extremely, extremely helpful for us. And, uh, by the way, I, I, I've done a bad job at mentioning this all holiday season, but a couple of years ago I wrote a book about the Blackhawks. You can see it right in front of Greg there, the Big 50 Blackhawks. Um, go check that out, Amazon, bookshop.org. Try your local bookstores. Uh, it's available, you know, Barnes & Noble, anywhere you buy books. Um, I'd like to move some of those. So jump on that, grab it. It's called the Big 50 Chicago Blackhawks. I love you, buddy, but I'm glad you're not in our marketing department. Why? Wait, wait, wait to December 22nd. I know. I just, I, I'm just, uh, I, I feel very strange Things about. I should have mentioned three weeks. ago. I know. I don't know why I feel strange about promoting uh, it. I put a shitload of work into it. Give, give me I like three percent of all sales, and I'll pump the shit out of that book. All right. Uh, all right. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you a box to bring your trivia nights, and you can sell them. All right. Yeah, give them out as prizes. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll move a few. <laughs> But, yeah, you can get it on Amazon or anywhere. Just uh, Google Big 50 Blackhawks or my last name, and it should pop right up there. So. Yeah, buy the book. It's great. I'm not just yeah. saying that because he's sitting next to me. You can uh, see my mind melting as I'm writing the General McLaughlin <laughs> early days of the Blackhawks chapter because it is really hard to find info on that, and I've already forgotten all of it. No, it was, I, I, I had that book long before we became coworkers. Well, thank you. It is a, uh, I appreciate that. It is a good read for all Blackhawk fans. Yeah, I had to edit it myself, too, so there might be some typos in there. Co- COVID editing, you know? Yeah. They didn't, uh, the Triumph books had their editors on hiatus, so I had to kind of do it myself with the help of my mother-in-law. Might have missed one or two, but hey, it's it authentic. Happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, we got some uh, post-game audio coming in already? Sweet. Is that ready to go? Yes, it is. All right, let's fire it up. There's Jason Dickinson uh, post-game. This sent in by our Mario Tirabasi, who will join us here shortly. Uh, firmly in control in the first period. Early in the 
the second. So what what happened there? Um, they pushed and we didn't. I don't know. Without uh, watching clips, just uh, feeling it. Felt like they got a couple goals and then we sat back and maybe got on our heels and then the third period we just didn't really do anything. Uh, we didn't get in their zone, we didn't create anything, we didn't get enough shots. So uh, it's hard to win games when they control the whole third period and you're down a goal. How frustrating has it been to try and, and string together a little bit here? You guys come off a great game against Colorado and off to a good start here. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Um, intentions are there we want to do the right things we want to we want to win we want to battle but um, the execution isn't there all the time um, comes with being a young team but uh, at a certain point you just have to figure it out it's simple as that um, you either figure it out or you don't and um, Time will tell whether what we're doing here is, is working. I think you're on pace for 25 goals now. Are you doing anything different than you have been in years past, or, or what is what do you, do you think? Um, I don't think so. Um, I, I've been talking to Keener about some offensive things. I've been trying to think more offensive. Um, so maybe I'm, I am subconsciously thinking about it a little bit more, how to attack a little bit better. Um, but I, I don't want to let my my D, my D side of the game slide. So that's always priority one. Can you talk about the intensity that uh, Blackwell has had since he's come back? Uh, you know, the shorthanded rush tonight, mm -hmm. your, your goal. Yeah, um, yeah. Blackie's brought a lot of uh, intensity, emotion. Uh, I think he was almost 300 days between games. So um, there's a lot of built up excitement, energy that he uh, he already brings energy to games and on top of that much time out, you know, he's he's raring to go, he's itching for it. So um, it's contagious. Um, it's easy to, to build off of his energy. It seems that you and Felino, whoever you're played what you're playing with, it brings out the best in them. What is it about what you guys are doing that's bringing that kind of constancy to that line? Um, I think it's a simplicity. Uh, I think it's knowing that we can uh, expect something from one another and and it's doesn't matter who's on the the right side for us they're they're expected to just kind of understand that we're going to push pucks forward and we're going to try to work and and that's all we want from them uh we'll create plays off of our hard work is that the mentality this whole team needs right now i think so i think um we have skill in here and it will shine through hard work and and out battling uh winning 50 50 pucks those little things um let your skill shine Sometimes guys need to be told, like, given where the Hawks are and where they're going, that you're not guaranteed a spot uh, in this locker room next year. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's true on any team at any given time. Um, it's a business. Um, nobody should get comfortable, complacent. Um, there's always somebody looking to take your job. Um, so you need to come in with a mentality that uh, it's you or the guy next to you, basically. It sucks because sometimes it's your teammate. Uh, sometimes it's guys in the organization. Sometimes it's guys in free agency. But um, there's never a time that I think a guy should feel comfortable in his position. There's many guys that are on long-term deals that get traded, get bought out, that uh, that stuff happens all the time. So never get comfortable. I think you always got to remember that there is somebody that wants this. Um, just as bad, if not more than you. Thanks, Jason. Thanks. That is Blackhawks forward Jason Dickinson. He had a goal today. Not named one of the game's three stars, uh, but we can tell you who was. It was number three was Josh Anderson, number two, Nick Suzuki, number one, Uri Slavkovsky. So here are your nominees for the Chats fourth star of the game. Ryan Donato with a goal, two shots, and two hits. Louis Crevier with an assist, 17-17 of ice time, Two shot attempts and two block shots. He's got three assists already. That's a lot. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. A defensive defenseman. And I think, you know, it was Kaiser that went down, not him or Phillips. Maybe something there. Uh, and Colin Blackwell, we think he's probably going to win. He had an assist, two shots, four shot attempts, and two hits. Once again, all over the ice. Uh, had a breakaway that he shot over the net. Then had another breakaway where he assisted on Dickinson's goal with a great Stick handling move between the legs, backhand pass to Dickinson. Uh, beautiful. He's been playing outstanding. End of the game, he stepped on a stick blade and went down a little bit awkwardly. 
remained on the bench, uh, waiting to see if we get an update on that from Luke Richardson. I'm sure Mario will have info on that when he calls in in a little bit. So get your votes in, and we will re- reveal the winner at the end of the show. Uh, one thing we should talk about is Kevin Korchinski yeah. made his return in this game, and I'm writing about it for our Hawks hits uh, post game. But I would say it didn't seem like it was rust at all for him. Like if I if I was to take a week's vacation and not realize he had missed six games and watch this one, looks like Kevin Korchinski, right? Didn't see any really signs of rust. The thing I saw from him in this one is what we've seen from him all season. You and I were kind of talking about it during the game too. Is there's a chance to take a shot, and look, a couple of those times he made really nice passes that did result in scoring chances. Like late in the game, went across the ice and put it right on the tape to Philip Kershev, but guess what? You've got a wide-open path to the net. Start taking those shots. Take it to the net to put the shot on goal. You saw Bedard do it today, starting to shoot low, looking for the rebound. That's the sort of stuff you do. And look, like if he wants his offensive game to go to that next level, he's going to have to put the puck in the net and pick up those assists with some of those rebound goals. That's how defensemen get points, you know? They don't. They get a lot, yeah, exactly. Getting the puck on the net, there, there were at least three sh- times, probably more, but three I remember, where it was like Kevin shoot it. So, yeah. again, picked up right where he left off. Yeah, that's been my biggest criticism of him this season. I mean, again, we're dealing with a teenager playing in the NHL yes. for the first time. The defensive mistakes happen, uh, but he's also shown that he's got that speed and the ability to to make up ground. Quickly, he did that right. at, uh, on a play tonight. Uh, I want to say it was in the first period. Uh, was kind of out of position, but was able to close quickly because of his speed. You know, learning the professional game at the NHL level as a teenager, is, especially at that position, is nearly impossible. Yeah, it's a very, very hard thing to do. So overall. With his play this year, it's hard to criticize him. Um, agree, I agree. Is, is you know when you start, if you start seeing the same mistakes over and over and over again, it doesn't change. Then you start saying, okay, what's going on here? And my biggest criticism of his game has been his timidness to shoot. Yeah, or I don't know what to call it. I don't think he's afraid to shoot. I don't know if well, uh, is we, he is he not confident you enough. You see in his it with shot? young players all the time is they want to defer. Yeah. They don't want to be seen as selfish. Listen, they don't want to be seen. Yeah. You got fire, one of the, dude. You, you you're one of the best scoring threats on this team right now. Be that guy. Yeah. Like don't pass it to Taylor Radish. Don't pass it to Tyler Johnson. Don't pass it to anybody that's not Connor Bedard essentially. Yeah, really. If you have a shooting lane, take the shot. Yes. Take the shot. Take the shot because you know what's going to happen. Guys are going to start thinking, oh, my God, he's going to shoot it every time. And then those passing lanes are going to be there, and you can start racking up the assists that way. Otherwise, they're going to take away those passing lanes because they know that's what you're going to do. There was a good observation in the chat from uh, Illini McGee. McGee? McGee. He's now. And he said, uh, notice more and more attention to Bedard when he's on the ice. There's going to be many assists the rest of the year when he finds the open man. And that's kind of on the path you're saying is if Korchinski starts to shoot more, he's going to draw more attention, and then he'll be able to dish those passes over to open guys, which means you do another guy I want to talk about, Lucas Reichel, who I think best game of the year, obviously, against Colorado. Thought he had his moments in this one as well. There were still a couple of those blind no-look passes that went to no one. Um but you're seeing some jump. You're seeing the confidence in his game. He had a great play in the neutral zone. Second period, was it? Where he, uh, you know, did the stick lift, yeah. got the puck going the other way. It's a really nice play. Those are the type of things you want to see. There was He served the penalty uh, when Mackenzie Antwistle got in the fight in the second period. He got the extra two minutes for roughing. He served the penalty, and what did he do? He got out of the penalty box, and he went right to the net. Yeah. And was... Trying to, he was battling in front of that. Those are the things you want to see. There wasn't a lot of offensive impact, but right. that line, other than the first goal, yeah. the second and third period, they never had the puck. Never had the puck. Right. So nobody on that line can do much when you're chasing it around your own zone the whole time. 
Yeah, and that's one thing I was saying to you too during the game was, you know, if I have one thing I'd like to see more from with Bedard, and I think it'll come as he gets bigger and stronger, is winning some of those pucks along the boards. And he has shown a willingness to go into a corner. He has shown a willingness to engage in a board battle, but more often than not, the other guy comes out with the puck. Part of that's being five foot ten. Part of that's being eighteen years old, barely. Part of it's not being fully at your full NHL peak strength yet. And there's, it's like a face-off. There's a little bit of an art form to that. Yes. There's yes. knowing where to put your body, knowing where to put your feet, your stick. It's things that you just don't, you know, a guy that's been playing in the league for eight years is. Going to know a few tricks right. to take that puck away from you. Yeah. Uh, he's going to know a little bit more about momentum and leverage and positioning. So the, that's going to come with time. I, I do like his willingness. There are other times where, you know, there are times where he, I think he needs to do it more. Yeah. But I, I just don't think that's like ingrained in him yet. Because I don't think he had to do that. He's a never had to do it before. Juniors. Exactly. Like he, he was exactly. just like, I have the puck. I'm going to skate down the ice and score a goal. Yeah. Uh, I, he didn't have to win board rattles in the WHL. But the willingness is what matters. Yes. You know? And you see it. You see his willingness. You see his willingness to, to play defense, too. And all that stuff is going to develop. And, and as we've seen and as we've said all year, his work ethic and his uh, desire to be the best player on the planet is going gives me the confidence that those tools will eventually show up in his – in his arsenal as he gets bigger, as he gets more experience, as he gets, you know, wiser out there, and as he gets better teammates around him. Yes, that will help for sure. All right, we're going to take our first break and come back with, uh, I got a little bit of a thought on um, Blackwell. I got some stuff on... Mrazek and Zaitsev because he was Korchinski's partner. I want to talk about how that worked a little bit too. Uh, but first we want to tell you that it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, sir. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Wasn't that the ban on the Muppet Show? Yes. Uh, whether you have one Doctor delivery Teeth van. Doctor electric tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> whether you have one delivery van or, like me, a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help, you, help guide you to make the changes that make sense. What should business owners do, Greg? Well, they should go to ComEd.com slash clean mm. to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives Available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Well, actually, wait to the end of this show. Yeah. Then start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Was that comed? Yes, it was. Mm. Comed.com slash clean. <laughs> go now and see how electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Slash clean. Speaking of electric... The NFL. <laughs> oh, we're going to get sued. Damn it. Uh, hey, the it's NFL is still underway, and it's time to unwrap, like, you know, because it's Christmas, nonstop football action. This holiday season, throw down on big matchups with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks on the NFL and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. I'm looking here at the uh, handy-dandy DraftKings app, and I like these pre-built uh, parlays, you know? Some ones in there, because I don't know enough about the NFL to make a good one on my own. All right, well, there's two here that I kind of like. I'm going to give you the one with the highest odds. That's what I like. And see what you think. This is to p- These are winners. Bears to beat Arizona, Miami to beat Dallas, KC to beat Vegas, Houston to beat Cleveland, that's the tricky one, and Philly to beat the Giants. That is plus six ninety nine. Hmm. The other one called Murray Christmas. Those are just um, some of those are just money line bets, not spreads. Yes, yeah, just just to win the game, just to win the game flat out. Now here is the one called Murray Christmas. Kyler Murray two hundred plus passing yards. Justin Fields one hundred seventy five plus passing yards. Justin Fields forty plus rushing yards. Kyler Murray twenty five plus rushing yards. 
and Justin Fields to score a TD. That's plus 550. I don't like that one because the Bears' defense has been playing good. Yeah. Kyler Murray is kind of, eh. But 200 yards is not a lot, and a 25 yards rushing, eh, he'll get that. I mean, he might just, like, scoot away on one and get that on one play. Maybe. The I Justin Fields rushing touchdown one is... I mean, look, it could certainly happen. Hope so. He's on but my fantasy team. Yeah, it it's just feels like it hasn't happened week. a lot this year. I could we'll use see. one of those, preferably from like 58 yards away. Yeah. That'd be all right. Sweet. Well, go find your own. There's all sorts of pre-made parlays. You can build your own. DraftKings is awesome. Download the DraftKings sport, Sportsbook app now with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. With code CHGO, the crown is yours. Here we go. Ready? <sighs> Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Damn it. Terms and responsible gaming resources. 38.9. I butchered that at the end. I fumbled it. You had a chance to break the record. I really did. What is Do we know? We have an official record? Do we have 37 just, just in a row? Last show? In a row? Uh, <laughs> uh, nice one. I don't know. Did, I don't know. I didn't see. Did we time it the last time? Well, thirty-eight point nine. Okay, I, did, I think I, it was thirty-seven. All right, 30, that's a long 37, disclaimer. Thirty-seven. It is, and I need to take, <laughs> try not to. Yeah, make, yeah, we know. Try not to make any disclaimers on your way to the parking lot. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Um, Zaitsev, as this team gets healthier, Future Norris Trophy, and we've winner. talked about how well Crevier has played and how well Phillips has played, despite occasional struggles here or there. Is there any chance when Vlasa comes back that that Zaitsev is the one that sits? Because these young guys have been playing well. It doesn't seem they like have. that because Luke but, is so veteran loyal, like he with Tenorti. He is, but not really. I didn't need like, to see Tenorti tonight. I no, I don't necessarily need to see him. Period. I'm kind of cool. Like now that you've got Phillips playing well, you've got Crevier, a, a nice surprise. You've got your big guys. You don't really need Jared Tenorti, right? You don't. I like Jared Tenorti, but on the like, here the thing about Jared Tenorti is it's like I don't want to jinx the guy, but we know it's going to be five, four, six games. He's going to be hurt again just because of the way he plays. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the way Zaitsev has been playing. He yeah, hasn't been fine. He hasn't been killing the Black And Hawks. him and Korchinski, uh, if you go to natural stat trick, are the two Hawks defensemen that finished in the positives in the Corsi and Fenwick. Um, which is something. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean if you look at the blue lines, they didn't do so great, but um, they they had more shot attempts for when they were on the ice than they did Zaitsev against. is a guy that's not afraid to shoot it. You're right about and, that. And you need that on the back end. You know, you need to have that. If you if you don't have guys on your second, third, fourth lines that can create any offense, then you need your defensemen to start shooting the puck yeah. so they can go get some rebounds. And Zaitsev, not a, a, he's aggressive and, and is not afraid to shoot it. And I that's the biggest asset he has right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I he's not – as bad as he's not as you know, it's it's he gets paid way too much money for what he does sure and that hasn't that's not his fault and that is not i do too i mean yeah <laughs> that's it's not anybody on the blackhawks fault either it's uh you know it's the was it toronto that originally signed him i that believe deal? so yeah. yeah it was the yeah. great genius kyle dubas's fault that he gets paid that much money but he's, he had a he had a very noticeable game 1955 a shot three more shot attempts a hit two giveaways, a takeaway, and two block shots. Like He's all over that score sheet. He's playing like a guy that's like, hey, I'm tired of watching these games. I want to play every day. Yeah. He's also a guy that knows, hey, I don't have a contract for next year. This is my audition. Yeah. I know I'm not going to be back here, so I need to do the best I can so somebody else says, hey, you want to be our sixth defenseman next year? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe makes a phone call and says, hey, 
we could use him as our sixth, seventh guy for the playoff run. You do a hell of a lot worse. If you retain half the salary, sure. Why not? Of course, again. But it will be interesting when Vlasic and Jones get back. What the move is? Yeah, Um, I just really hope Isaac Phillips stays. I do too, but I I don't see. I. I don't think Crevier stays just because yeah, the experience. experience. It's it's better for him to play big minutes in Rockford. Now that he's got this taste, he can go down to Rockford and start to dominate. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But these things always have a funny way of working out where, you're about, where you go, man, we're going to have way too many defensemen here, and the way things are going, someone else is going to get hurt soon, knock on wood. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, by the know, way, that, uh, that Zaitsev contract was signed by Lou Lamorello. For the, for the Maple Leafs. All right, uh, Mario's with us from the United Center. Very interested to hear uh, what Luke had to say after this one. What's up, Mario? How's it going? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hello there. Uh, what do we hear from uh, Luke after this game? We played your Jason Dickinson interview. Not yours, the one you sent. Um, good stuff from him. Kind of taking the uh, Nick Foligno role of saying, we need to be better and do yeah, better stuff. We've heard, we've heard that a lot <laughs> this season. Yeah. What did Luke have to say? Yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much echoed the same uh, kind of sentiments about the the play tonight that, you know, Dickinson had said from a player's perspective, but that it, it just, it was sloppy. It wasn't uh, sound structurally. Um, you know, he said that, you know, there were a lot of times where you had two guys chasing a, a player into the corner, forcing, you know, a, a, you know, if it's two defensemen, forcing a forward out of position out of a natural position to have to play defense uh, as the third player back rather than having a defender be able to do that and only have one go into the corner or two forwards or four checking when one should be back playing defense, just, just out of their structure tonight. And they got out to a two nothing lead uh, with some, with some, you know, decent, decent efforts, decent, decent uh, goals by both Donato and, and, and Dickinson tonight. Um, but they were far from dominant when they were up to nothing and then you know you get out of you get out of your structure and you, you don't have a uh, a response to what montreal was was able to put together um three unanswered goals going into the third period turns into you know two unanswered in the third period and you know the game gets away from you and this isn't a, a blackhawks team that is able to really just will themselves out of trouble uh, they have to play very uh perfect games to to come away with uh, positive results they have to play very structurally sound and and sometimes you know even just playing within your structure you kind of have to hope something some things uh good happen um but that's where the talent gap is comes into play then you know if you play a structurally sound game but you get outplayed that's just the talent of this roster but that wasn't the case tonight this Tonight was, you had you had a lot of juice in the building. I feel like the team kind of benefited from that at times, but when you're not playing within your structure, you're you don't have the uh, the talent to just get away with that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've been thinking all night about what Nick Felino told us yesterday when I sort of said like, how do you when, when you have these consistently bad efforts, how do you as a as a team leader how do you address it? And, and he kind of he kind of pushed back on that a little bit saying like, I don't think we have guys that are out there not trying. I think we have guys that are out there thinking too much. And when you see the communication issues you're talking about and the guys making the wrong choice and those sort of things that that's, I'm glad he mentioned that. Cause I think it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to, yeah. Like if you go up and down the roster, right. And you go to guy by guy by guy and say, who on this team doesn't care. There's very few that you would really say, I can definitively say this guy doesn't want to be here and isn't working hard. I would probably say none. There's been nights where you could say that about a guy. But overall, they play hard. But the, the, the stuff we're seeing and the mistakes we're seeing are mistakes of hesitation and fear, I think, more than anything. Of I don't, And it, we were talking about this with Gorchinsky, too. Like, passing up the opportunity to shoot is another example of that, of... Uh, I don't want to shoot when I'm not supposed to. Like maybe there's a teammate that can get a better shot. Ugh, just throw it over there, like like a hot potato, right? Um, I think these are the sort of learning things that we're gonna get with a young team. Yeah, and and I think 
you know, you, you have enough veteran presence on this young team to where you should be able to have the guys that are there to kind of rein in that energy and, and hopefully uh, guide it in the right direction on the ice. And I don't know, it just seems like uh, it, it just seems like tonight there was too much um, everybody trying to do something individually to, to, to try and make a difference. And it just seems like the team game got away from from the Blackhawks tonight. And, and it's unfortunate because you had a Montreal team coming in on the second night of back-to-backs on the road. They played in overtime last night. So you, you would have thought, you know, with, uh, with the biggest crowd that the UC has seen this season, yeah. uh, the energy that was uh, in the building, getting having a one nothing lead going in the first intermission, like everything was, was seemingly going in the right direction. And you would have hoped that that effort could have been sustained, especially with the, the way that they played against Colorado, the way that they played uh, in a loss against Vancouver. Like, it looked like, you know, okay, some, some, the, the, the gears were moving. The momentum was, was coming for the Blackhawks. Um, and, and, you know, they had it through the first 25 minutes of the game. But, you know, as, as we've said a lot this season, you can't just get away with a good 25 minutes. Like it for this team, it has to be a good 60 minutes uh, or your, your likelihood of coming away with, with a positive result is, is very low. There's some chatter about the uh, veteran leadership going on in our chat saying, I think it was uh, a lion. I said the veteran presence doesn't seem to be doing much. And Dom Cagney says it's not I, I, the, the veterans on this team can't, Wibble these young players to, you know, to play with more confidence and say, hey, you be more confident. It doesn't work that way. It's got to be lead by example. Their their presence is not, it's not so much on ice as it's off. Here's how you shake off a loss. Here's how you practice. Here's how you prepare for a game. Here's, you know what I mean? Like, here's, those sort of things are what the veteran leaders are, are here to provide. And yeah, show, setting the example on the ice, but in terms of, hey, Kevin Korczynski, maybe don't pass her, maybe shoot. They could, they could say it to him, but, like, simply being there is not going to – I I hesitate to blame the veterans on this team right. for the very understandable and reasonable hesitance and inconsistencies from guys who are, can't legally drink yet. But also, like, a lot of the veteran present – are just not spectacular hockey players. Right. Like, I'm not sure what you want some of these guys to do. Tyler Johnson, his best days are far behind him. Well There's no him. doubt about yeah. that. Taylor Radish is turning out to be a guy. Yeah. Like, we had expectations for him. He had 20 goals last year. He's Someone has to score. He's That's what I always say. He's a guy that has his own <laughs> stick and skates at this point. He sure does. He's um, out there, and there's a stick and a puck and everything. We love Nick Felino and he plays hard, but Nick Felino is not a dynamic offensive player. Hasn't been for a very long time. Yeah. Not a surprise. So, like, yeah, the veteran playership is there, but it's just they're not great hockey players. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure what what like these guys aren't going to like. Donato's on a nice little streak, but he'll probably go six or seven games without a goal yeah, now. Like, right? They're not great players. The veteran presence on this team is also hindered by the fact that the guy that you brought in, that's a longtime veteran that has a lot of uh, you know experience and success and hardware, Taylor Hall is not available to this team and hasn't been for like you know, outside of four or five games. Um, And and he was a guy that, sure, you want to see veteran presence on the ice, leading by example, a guy who could put up 40, 50 points on this team. That was Taylor Hall, and he's not available. So you got guys that are playing above what they were or being asked to play above what they were expecting. Nick Foligno wasn't wasn't asked to come in here and be, hey, be one of the top three uh, point producers on this team this year. That wasn't what he was expected to do. Jason Dickinson is playing the role ex- that that he is meant to play. It's just without a guy like Taylor Hall, without a guy like Andreas Athanasiu, um, the veteran production on the ice and leading to lead by example because we're playing well, veteran presence, quote unquote, is 
the, the slack is there's a lot of slack to be to be made up by guys who aren't it's it's not their mo to pick up slack that way on the score sheet so i i, I get what people are saying i get it um uh, about you know veteran presence and i i'm i'm sure that the the train of thought lands in 19 and 88 station um but this is a a, a team that's that is looking to turn a new leaf and the veterans that are here are kind of just conduits to what the next what the next wave of that leadership is going to be you can't just expect guys like Bedard and Korchinski and so on and so forth to come in and take over a locker room um they they, they're going to take time and so guys like Nick Foligno guys like Jason Dickinson, Connor Murphy, Seth Jones, like these guys are here to be like those bridges to that next era. And, you know, the, the best laid plans by Kyle Davidson injuries have, have, you know, take, taken the rug out from, from them. And the, this team is trying to uh, kind of piece together things on, on, on the fly this season with, you know, injuries that they've had and, and, you know, guys, playing elevated role. I don't think we expected Ryan Donato to have to be on the top line at multiple times this season. I don't think we expected a guy like, uh, you know, Jared, uh, Jason Dickinson to, to be like, Oh, now he's on a 25 goal pace. Like none of that was expected. Um, but I think that the team is trying to kind of make things work given the, uh, the cards that they've been dealt throughout the year. And, and, and as Dickinson said, um, you know, they, they have the will to make things work. Um, you're 32 games into the season, and, and, and we're still kind of talking about a lot of the same things night in and night out. Eventually, you're going to have to figure out if, if, if this team has the ability to play within their structure and get the results that they're looking for, or if it's literally just not going to happen this year. Like, la- like last year may have just been the right group of guys at the right times of their careers to where – Everyone played within the structure. The, the the efforts that we saw were good, even though the results were mostly losses. But the efforts were there, and the, and the structure was there, and the culture was building. This year, you know, it just might be that the the mixture of, of guys is it's it's just not going to work out. Oh, you mentioned uh, 1988, and it's it comes up in every show. And Dom's bringing it up again, and he says it's just hard for me to wrap my head around why you wouldn't want to have 19 and 88. It just seems so much more difficult than it needs to be because we're dead set on turning the page. Jonathan Taze is not playing hockey. Yeah, he's not. It's not like he's, he's not in the goals league. for the Bruins. He's not playing. The Detroit Red Wings have won exactly two games since Patrick Kane joined the team, and Patrick Kane was never considered a leader. And Patrick Kane does not want anything to do with what's going on. Let now. it. Go. Things wouldn't be. Yeah, Move it's, it's on. It's, it's fine. Like we all miss what the era was. Of course, legendary players. I don't want Duncan all Keith time back right now. I don't want Brent Seabrook back either. But it was the right time. Posa maybe to, to move on. It's just like we could just we could rehash this night after night after night. Jonathan Taze was the leader. He's not playing. He is not a hockey player right now. And he's gone kind of radio silent. It doesn't sound like he's. I don't think he's gonna, working his way back no, or anything like I, that. I, like I don't expect this. I think that night last year against the Flyers, when we had that nice long press conference with him, I believed it then, and nothing has changed my mind. That was the yeah. last NHL game of Jonathan Taves' career. And yes, you had guys like Kane and Taves who were like your veteran presence. But they also were Hall of Fame players. Now your veteran presence is Nick Felino and Jason Dickinson, who do the leading by example and do the leading in the locker room. But they're not Hall of Fame goal scorers. Jason right. Dickinson scored his 10th goal of the season. That's his first time he's scored. Every goal from here on out will be a new career high. Right. Like, they're not those offensive dynamic players. So they're doing, you know, uh, they're doing – they're doing what they can, but they're not guys that you can put a team on their back and say, we're going to carry you for a week. Yeah. Like other veterans used to do around here. Yeah. Everyone's asking if you have the pee, Mario. Are you okay? 
No, just whenever we uh, have to talk about the topic of, of Patrick Kane and, and Jonathan Taze and everything, the, the Squirtle playing the saxophone starts playing in my head where he's like, bump, bump, bada, bada, bump, bump. it's more entertaining to me because I, I cannot have these constant conversations it, it's, of, it's of okay. nonsensical hypotheticals. It's okay to still love Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. No one is saying you shouldn't. No one is saying you shouldn't think of them with as much... Uh, affection as you want to but it's fucking over the general manager has told you in no uncertain terms it's over Patrick Kane is a red wing Jonathan Taves is on a beach sipping a pina colada somewhere and god bless him he deserves it it is time to move on let it go in this this theory that I see bouncing around all the time that they were forced out uh, 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 uh. We've, we've wasted enough time no. on this already. Stop. We My still, God. Yeah. It's. Yes. We've, 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 yeah. I'm sorry you can't wrap your head around it, but it is what it is. It's the reality. Yep. We're not, we're not going to care about, uh, well, not to say we're not going to care. Um, obviously, we still care about what they uh, brought to the organization, but we're not going to worry about this in three years, two years. I kind of hope we're not worrying about probably, it next year. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to not worry about it tomorrow. Um, I'm not worried about so, it right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, it, this team is, is, is constructed uh, in, in a transitional period. And, and I think what you hope for are games where they play within their structure and they play hard and the result is what the result is. Uh, that's what we saw against Colorado on Tuesday. They played within their structure. They played hard, took advantage of a team that was probably overlooking them. Uh, and, and you got to win. You got a, a, a fun win, fun game, probably the most fun game of the, of the year. And then you follow it up with, you know, the most fun atmosphere that the UC has brought this year. Uh, and you, you play a discombobulated game for most of the game. So it's just, it's, it's tough because you, 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 but like we said with Nicolino yesterday, like we, we all kind of know the deal here. We all know what the results are going to be this year. It's just the way you get there, right? It's the way you, it's the way you get – the way they got there last year, I think we were all okay with it because of the way they were playing. The way they're getting there this year, it's not as fun. Yep. Um, oh, Blackwell went down awkwardly. I knew I had something I wanted to ask you. Stepped on a stick. Any update on him? Uh, Luke Richardson said that he should be fine. Um, he didn't didn't have to seemingly need any extra attention uh, at the end of the game or, or after the game. So um, we'll you know we'll, we'll see if he if he's if he's in the lineup tomorrow. But I don't think there's any uh, anything to worry about there with him. And and he you know he was buzzing again tonight. I mean he's had ten months, almost three hundred days. Uh, away from his hockey life and and you can see all of that energy that that he had pent up wanting to get back on the ice coming out in the, in the last two uh performances big game against colorado was was a was a factor there it was a factor again tonight almost had a, a beautiful shorthanded breakaway goal um and almost uh you know almost had the most skilled play of his entire nhl career uh, but uh, still ended up, you know, getting the assist to Jason Dickinson. So he he definitely uh, was a was a force tonight, and and that's what this team kind of needs is an injection of is is a guy who's going to go out there, play the game that he's expected to play, and do it at a hundred percent. All right, anything else we need to know before we spring you? Um, uh, Isaac Phillips talked after the game. Um, you know, he he had a lot of the kind of the same things to say. Um, about, you know, playing within structure and, and being able to piece together a 60-minute effort. Um, he also talked about, you know, his, his confidence uh, in his game. And um, since he's been up here being deployed mostly in situations where he's playing against the opposition's top lines and how, you know, he feels excited with those responsibilities. He feels confident that he can handle them. Um, and I think he had, you know, a, a, a decent uh, showing again tonight and you know with Korchinski and Tenorti coming back I know I kind of joined the call on the uh, tail end of that conversation you guys were had but with you know Tenorti and Korchinski coming back it was Roos and, and Wyatt Kaiser being sent down so I mean 
I don't know. I, I, I think the confidence in that Isaac Phillips has within him, I think the Blackhawks are showing a little bit more of that confidence too, making sure that, you know, he's, he's sticking around while they await Seth Jones and Alex Vlasic uh, being ready to return uh, to the team, which could be some time still. I know Vlasic has been skating on his own uh, recently, but he hasn't joined a team practice yet. So uh, we'll have to see when, when that comes around and Seth Jones hasn't been on the ice yet. So you know, he's on IR. So, you know, we, we, we're probably going to see a lot more of uh, Isaac Phillips through the next couple of, couple of games. And, you know, if he keeps putting together, uh, you know, decent performances, decent showings and keeps, you know, plays within, plays within the system, plays within his game uh, and, and keeps that confidence up. Like, I don't think there's any reason to believe that, you know, he's going to be the, the one getting the short end of the stick. You know, even when, when guys come back healthy, maybe it is, uh, you know, uh, Nikita Zaitsev taking, taking a seat. So Isaac Phillips can, can get those minutes. So we'll, we'll, we'll see here, but I think, you know, he's, he's definitely um, continuing to establish himself that he can handle an NHL uh, assignment. Um, just seems like right now it's, it's kind of a numbers game, but I think eventually he should be able to overcome that. All right, Mario. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a fun ride home in the rain. Yeah, that should be fun. All right, man. Take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, that's Mario Tirabasi. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. And, hey, we want to talk to you about our favorite beer, we are supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. You're familiar with the 312 Wheat Ale, the brand new beer hug family that's flying off the shelves. You've got the full pocket pills. That's what the Goose Island Brewers are drinking these days. You've got the Blackhawks Pale Ale. We got that right here on our set. You've got the Bull and the Goose. So many great options from Goose Island. You really cannot go wrong. Make sure you grab yourself an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house from their tap room. On Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And if you want the perfect accessory to throw all your Goose Island beer in and keep it ice cold, Varsity Coolers is who you need to check out. They've got the perfect bag for game day. Varsity Coolers will have you all set for game day and beyond with the best portable cooler and weekender duffel around got a unique design as we're going to see here very shortly the uh, outside of the bag has your favorite team colors we got the bears of course there you see the striping same as on the jerseys the uh the the, the ends of the bag have like the retired numbers and, and the chicago flag it's awesome the bottom of the bag a very convenient map of of chicago in case you're out and about and you get lost leaving midtown i saw Athletic a guy Club. driving like this today with his varsity bag, like, where do I go? Uh, I, I got turned there. You, I bet you he knew where to go. I he, got turned on the orange line he got, there he, by the jewels. He got he got where he needed to go. <laughs> uh, and the best, the inside, the lining has the, uh, there's the, the, the banner, has the Chicago landmarks there. We've Look got at banner, quite, Michael. We've got a few uh, here to throw on there. And, of course, you got your hot dogs and deep dish pizza on the inside. It doubles as a cooler. It's waterproof, Yeet. double insulated, and a travel <laughs> duffel. Fits in a golf cart, or you could use it for your carry-on luggage. It is the perfect holiday gift. They have 21 NFL teams represented. Bears. We need them to get an NHL license. Yes, that please. That can't cost that much money. So they're no. perfect for any football fan. Bile Steel can afford it. They, they, they might pay you. <laughs> <laughs> Built well. Bile Steel couldn't afford it because now they're, they're bankrupt. <laughs> Built to show up in style to a party or repping around town. You could use it as a gym bag. Just make sure you wipe down the inside after that. Yeah. Uh, so head over to varsitycoolers.us. Use the code CHGO at checkout. And you're going to get 10% off your order. Got a super chat. Two dollars from Brady Ravers. Was that what it said? Rars. <laughs> oh. Brady Rawrs. Two bucks says at least the Ice Hogs are putting on a good show tonight. Yeah, sure. Hey, we got that. They're in San Diego. I mean, they got the goals. You know, they got the. Yeah, I mean, I'd be playing loose if I was in San Diego right Hell now, yeah. too. So good That'd for be them. a lot of fun. They That'd need a win. A lot of fun. They need a win. All right, we've got to pay off our stuff here. Um, do we have a runaway winner with the four star of the game? We do. As I expect. All right, let's reveal the big Louis, reveal. Louis Crevier. Who is the winner between Crevier? Blackwell and Donato. Ready for him to pop up? Yeah, do it. 
Oh, where'd he go? There he is. It's Colin Blackwell. What was the percentage on this one? Uh, 70% to Blackwell. That's a beatdown. Hey, let's be honest. Like, as we discussed the four-star before this postgame starts, he's like, well, obviously Blackwell. Right, and we knew he was going to win. (laughs) Yeah, I think we told Steven to create the graphic before the intro started playing. I love when we have those. Yeah, The only thing that would have made that better if you somehow would have made the graphic fall down. But <laughs> I don't. I don't have that hey, uh, capability. Two breakaways today and did he not did. fall down. He did once. not fall down. He also didn't get a shot on goal on either one of those. But he didn't fall down. I baby know. steps. Well, he got an assist on one. Yes, so that's he good. did. That's he, good. Li- listen, we we kid. We uh, kid. Colin Blackwell has been uh, a nice little uh, addition here. Now it'll be interesting to see uh, tomorrow what uh, happens with his first back to back. Yeah. You know, Especially going down weird. Yeah, maybe maybe there's maybe there's a chance to get uh, future Hall of Famer Cole Gutman back in the lineup. Oh, that'll if, if that'll they, make all the difference if they want to. Uh, and it's nothing against him. No, I get we it. We like yeah. him, and I, he's got some offensive ability. But as Luke Richardson said the other day, he's not happy with the way he's playing defensively. And I know you could say that probably about <laughs> almost everybody. There, there it is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> You're Next missing it. If you're on the podcast, you got to go to YouTube and see what Steven has done with poor he Colin Blackwell. Colin Blackwell fall down. He fall down. Go boom. Oh, there he goes. There he just fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's hope he can play tomorrow. Yeah. I, he has tr- been, I probably will unless he's a little, they don't want to, you know, risk it. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. You could use a guy like that against the St. Louis Blues. Um, but, uh, you know. Maybe they have, uh, um, you know, I, I get the not wanting to break up, you know, a lineup after a win, especially like the Colorado. And you really didn't, except for, you know, you had guys returning. Like, if you didn't have guys returning, you would have had the same lineup yeah, out there. You're not going to not play so Korchinski. now that you've lost with that lineup, I'm willing to bet Cole Gutman plays tomorrow. Well, you gotta, I mean, I think what Luke does a lot of times, too, is he looks at the opponent and says, is this team bigger, more physical than Reese Johnson's playing and Mackenzie Entwistle's playing? Is this team a little faster and more athletic and, you know, north and south speed skill than Cole Gutman's going to play? That seems to be, like, the MO he's got for deciding who plays when because Montreal for is pretty thick. That's a big, strong team, except for Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. But a lot of their forwards are big. Their defensemen yeah, are pretty big. They some some so, big dudes out there. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think that's part I of it. I know we'll traditionally we think of the St. Louis Blues as a big, heavy, bruising team. But yeah. that's not necessarily the case anymore. No. I mean, they still have some, but it's not like it was with O'Reilly and, and some of those guys in the past. You still have Shen and, and Saad are power forwards, and, and Kevin Hayes has got some size to him, but... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Gutman's in there tomorrow. Throw a different line about second second half of a back to back. Sure, put him out there. You know, I I, I like Gutman. I, I I would prefer him to play. Nothing against Reese Johnson, but we kind of know what that's going to be. Yeah, I could see Gutman going in on that that fourth line, and, yeah. and either Ant Whistle or uh, Johnson coming out. You don't need both of those guys. They kind of no, do the same thing. By the um, way, some power play time today for uh, Mackenzie Whistle. Somebody's got to go out there. Sure. I don't know. If yes, that's uh, Lebowski 5. Kevin Hayes, a.k.a. Stair Pooper, still <laughs> in the league. With the St. Louis Blues, they made that big trade to get him. Yep. Where they pretty much gave up nothing to get him. That's about, about right. All right, let's go into Connor's Corner. Kind of look to see if we have any new stuff in the in the playroom. is lost <laughs> there it is all right counter bedard had one assist two shots on goal four shot attempts i think he had five shot attempts i might type that three one. shots yes, on goal. three shots on goal five shot attempts an assist 18 11 of ice time a hit and a penalty what slash <laughs> that's a textbook slash i love though the uh the jonathan taves arguing all the way to the penalty box on a clearly obvious penalty. yeah what did i do i mean paul bennon that dude stick right out of his hand like, yeah come on man it was good that race car bet is new isn't it 
It is. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's a, that's I was like, today, I was actually. like, that has not that's been there all season. I love that Jay it? said that right before we went to the graphic too. I'm like, well, as a matter of fact, there is a new. I didn't uh, know. Edition. I like our addition of the Dino right. Nuggies and the pile of laundry. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's good. And the little Connor Bedard Jack in the box. That's fun. Um, f- five assists in his last three games for Connor Bedard. Um, the assists are coming all of a sudden. Yeah, he's got to put the puck in the net. He will. I'm not worried about him at all. Um, but. I mean, Connor Bedard now has uh, 17 assists. Yeah, on a team with not a lot around him. That's impressive. Yes, that's impressive. It's basically, like, just like, him. Like three or four weeks uh, into the season, I would have been surprised if he had 17 assists all year, just based on what's around him. Right. And now he's got you know 17 now. So, uh, um, yeah, good for him. He's finding ways to get on the score sheet, and that's what great players do. And that assist, by the way, today was was pretty sick to Donato. That was a really nice pass. Donato's learned uh, just have your stick on the ice and be ready. That's it. Like, yeah, that's it. Uh, and, right, I, uh, I know we have a lot. We know we have a lot of people asking that we need to get Bedard on the show. Not that we we would love to have Connor Bedard on the show, but yeah, uh, they didn't want to put him on with us weirdos. Yeah, and you know. Uh, we love Connor Bedard, but we can have a much better conversation with uh, a Nick Felino right now. We'll wait yes. till we'll wait till Bedard is that grizzled veteran leader in nine years, and we can he can come in and show us his Stanley Cup rings. Of course, if they want to give us Connor Bedard, we're, we're happy. Not, to yeah, take we him. will not say no, but we will hide the Connor's corner graphic when he's here. He, yes. he might no. Not. We got to show him that. <laughs> he, he might, might not, like that. He might not. Find that as entertaining as the rest <laughs> of us. I do not. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> At least we're not calling him a hockey robot or anything. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing the victory helmet. Uh, I finally won Who's Your Hawk. I had Connor Bedard today, and he's the only one that got a point. So I am the winner. Look at me. That's and one in a row. It is. it is. I'm closing the gap on uh, Mario, who had Beauvillier, and Greg, who had Reichel. I had the first pick. I took Bedard. So I have eight. Greg has 10, and Mario has 14. You updated? I thought you already had eight. I didn't see this graph. Is that updated post game? I think it is. Okay. I, it I don't know. works for me. I haven't won in so long. I don't remember. It's, uh, yeah, you're right. Because the pregame graphic had seven. So, All yeah. Right. Sweet. I still feel like I'm, there's something about this helmet that makes me feel like I'm on acid when I wear it. I think it's what it does in my glasses. So I'm going to try to do this read before we go. Let's see how this goes. Hey, you want to get in shape in the new year? A lot of people do. There is an awesome place to do it. And it's not just uh, your raggedy old gym. It is an upscale, awesome, really high-end gym. And it's more than a gym. It's a lifestyle at Midtown Athletic Club. They've got four Chicagoland locations. Palatine in the Northwest Burbs. Bannockburn in the North Shore. Willowbrook in the Southwest Burbs and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. Their Palatine location has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. But listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. And guess what? That's pretty soon. You're looking for that last minute gift for your wife, for your husband, for your partner, for whoever, for yourself. Treat them to a Midtown Athletic Club membership for the holidays, and you will save, especially at that Palatine location, uh, before the renovation is complete. There's something there for everybody, whether you're single, married, with a family, whatever it might be. They've got what you're looking for from spin classes, cycling classes, cross training, group exercises, boxing, yoga. They've got great tennis courts and pickleball courts. It's an awesome place to work out. Midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis and paddle tennis, USTA professional quality all the way head over to midtown.com slash chgo to find out more and to tour the midtown athletic club nearest you are you in the market for a new vehicle if you are then we've got great news for you our partner ray chrysler dodge jeep and in fox lake is making room for their lot of incoming 2024 vehicles and you know what that means from you'll be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock during their limited time, wrap up the year and wrap up the year sales event. Easy for me to say. For a limited time, get up to 15% off your new 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokees with dealer discount Crumb. at 
rate Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Ram. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect. Thanks to Ray's price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram Ram. makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. But that's not all. Just for listening, you, our friendly listeners at home, you can get a free, as in no charge to you, oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at Ray. CDJR slash service. Hurry in. You must book before December 31st. That's like a week from tomorrow or something. I don't know. So you're in the market for a new vehicle, then check. You have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on, on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, head over to Ray cdjr.com servicing the community since 1963 that's before i was born i want to shout out our buddies at the hockey barn and they say i repeat fellas do not get your wife a gym membership as a christmas gift sound advice that's a good heads up now that's how you spin it as it's a family gift i got this for all of us get her an extension cord instead that would be you know much (laughs) that'll go over just as well i think that's good too here's an iron babe here's a vacuum and extension cord take the hint this way you can vacuum upstairs now this is why i've been single most of my life <laughs> yeah uh listen to our friends at the hockey barn yes, and hey if you're going wise. to a hawks game hit up the hockey barn right there on ogden between adams and monroe uh great pizza great wings they've got the poutine poutine was awesome excellent. stuff at the yes. hockey barn uh and it is all hockey i will gotta say though a lot of Red Wing stuff there. Just saying. Too I much. know it's original six themed, but I know. it's a lot of Red Wing stuff. But maybe it's just like Targets to throw your uh, discarded pizza at or something. Don't I, do that I'm at not, the don't hockey do that. No, It's a beautiful place. And it, the original six vibe is very awesome See, there. See, what they should have done is they should have put the all their Red Wing logo stuff like in the urinals. Oh, see, now you're, now you're thinking. But they've got a, a Zamboni in there. They've got my favorite arcade game of all time, the Midway Open Ice uh, three-on-three challenge, the greatest game of all time. Uh, it's an awesome place. If you love hockey, you will love the Hockey Barn, so go check them out. Yes. And we're back tomorrow. We got our pregame show at 6.30. 6.30. Hawks and Blues before the Christmas break. So make sure you join us for the pregame and the postgame. And before we let you go, we want to remind you that we are powered by ComEd it's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. I have to take this helmet off or I'm going to <laughs> pass out. I'm Jay Zawoski. That's Greg Boyson. Buy my book. Thanks to Mario Tirabasi. Thanks to Steven for running the show. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 630. Hawks and Blues on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs> We all silly like the mayor. 